We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Evan Roberts. Tiki Barber. It's Evan and Tiki on WFAN, The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. So the Jets embarrassed themselves, but you kind of knew that was coming, uh, other than if you're naive or an idiot. But more on that in a couple of minutes. Giant fans, I'm here to be your voice of reason. (laughs) Giant fans, I'm here to calm you down. I am your shoulder that you can lean on. What happened yesterday sucked. And it mostly occurred because their defense in the second half of a 7-6 game completely fell apart. But let us not throw out Tommy DeVito. Let's not do that. The story is not over. He needs to finish the story. And that story did not get finished in New Orleans on Sunday afternoon. So for anybody out there that's either a Daniel Jones stan or you're an angry Jet fan or you're a negative Nelly Giant fan, or your name happens to be Tiki Barber, let us not throw out Tommy DeVito because of one mediocre day in New Orleans, Louisiana. Why am I getting shrapnel over here? I don't do anything but be the prudent voice here. Look, I told you last week, Tommy, you're trying to anoint him. He's the starting quarterback. He's going to compete and win against Daniel Jones, and he should be the guy going forward. And my thought was just pump the brakes, and if not, just pushing the clutch and coast a little bit so we can see this kid. Let's see this kid deal with adversity. And he had an adverse game uh, yesterday afternoon, and it wasn't pretty. He probably doesn't feel good about himself. He got smashed in the head. I was surprised he came back in the game, to be honest with you, unless he was acting a little bit to try to get the penalty, which, yeah, probably a little bit of that. (laughs) Probably. But the problem is when you act that well, they take you off the field and make you go through concussion protocol. You could tell he was upset about it. I could hear him. I could almost feel him talking to Ronnie Barnes like, Ronnie, I was faking, man. I was trying trying to get the the penalty, Ronnie. What are you doing? Now you got to take me out and Terod Taylor's got to come in for a few plays. But look, we knew that at some point some team was going to make it not easy. For Tommy DeVito and give credit to the New Orleans Saints because that's what they did. In fact, I got a chance because I did the Packers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I talked with Mike LaFleur, uh, I mean, Matt LaFleur before the game. And I was like, yeah, you know, you guys have been playing great. Tough loss last week. Not that I'm upset that, you know, you lost <laughs> to the Giants. But he said, you know what, T, we just, we made it too easy for him. You play man coverage, he doesn't have to think. Right, he can just see it and react, and that's what we talked about last week with Tommy DeVito. Why he's been so good? He's not thinking; he's just reacting, throwing the ball that he thinks he needs to throw, and making the plays that he can make. 
the Saints made him think a little bit, and it got a little bit dicey. But that's what happens to young players, man. You knew that it was bound to happen. Uh, I'm not down on him, but I'm not saying he's the savior either. Well, so no, no. I, I think you just, to me, you have to be prudent with a young player like that who still has so much to learn despite us being in love with him and his story and the family. If that game yesterday was Tommy DeVito's worst game, then you've got something special <laughs> because he wasn't bad. Like, he wasn't the game that maybe you fear deep down. Like, the honeymoon is over, the storybook is over, and he comes crashing down to earth. He didn't turn the ball over. Mm -mm. He got his ass kicked, yeah. He took a lot of sacks in this game, but honestly, I don't think any of them were on him. (laughs) I I really don't. I don't think Tommy DeVito walked into sacks yesterday. No, you're right. And I thought he evaluated himself after the game pretty well and said, yeah, there's a couple of throws I want back, specifically the very first play of the game in which they took a deep shot down the field of Darius Slayton. Tommy DeVito wasn't great yesterday. He wasn't even very good yesterday. But he was not bad enough for anybody to come to the conclusion that, well, that's over. No, no, no. He's got three more weeks to play, three more weeks to prove something. And I certainly don't think that yesterday was a game that's on him. Like, again, he wasn't great. This isn't me defending everything he did. But Saquon Barkley did nothing on the ground. The offensive line was terrible. And truthfully, in the second half of this game, after Tyrod Taylor, because I give Tyrod Taylor credit, he was on the field for the second half of this drive. Tommy DeVito was on the half on the field for the first half of that drive, but the field goal drive at the end of the first half in which Jamie Gillen, of all people, is kicking a 40-yard field goal because Randy Bullock pulled a hamstring, that was a drive that put them back in the game. They were down 7-6, and if the defense shows up to start the second half, who knows what we're talking about today? Yeah, you're right. No, the game didn't end for me until the third and 16 right at the beginning of the fourth quarter. That conversion made it a game because what do the Saints do at that point? They're not... Maybe they go for it, but I doubt it. It's third and forever. They're going to punt it. You're going to get the ball back, and who knows what kind of drive it could happen. But when they convert that and the score, the game was over. It was just too far away for a young quarterback and a young team to to, to come back Honestly, though, I think, and you're probably right, because on third and 16, you stop them there. It's a 17-6 game. You get the ball back. You never know. I thought the game effectively ended when the defense allowed the Saints three times in a row to convert on third down, Mm -hmm. including a brutal penalty on a Dory Jackson. And then Tommy DeVito comes back in, and the Giants went three and out. Yep. And Tommy DeVito got sacked, and there was a couple of bad penalties on the offensive line. They were in this game. Like, unlike the other embarrassing team in town, which we'll get to in like five minutes, I promise, the New York Giants competed. They had a chance to win this game. I just don't think... Tommy DeVito went into New Orleans and proved he can't play. I think the story continues. Now, maybe we pipe down for a week. Maybe we don't anoint him for those that were. But he still should start for this team. He is still the quarterback for this team. And I still think he's got a chance to make the case over the next three weeks that he's the guy. Well, he has a chance to, obviously. But I got to tell you. Let's let's just do a hypothetical. If Daniel Jones was hurt for a month and th- and after this game he was coming back, Daniel Jones would get his job. Back. I wouldn't want him to, I, but Daniel Jones would get his job. And back. I'd argue with and you. So so you're you're right about Tommy DeVito. He's earned the next start. This isn't all of a sudden. You got to put Tyrod Taylor in. Tyrod Taylor's got to be the starting quarterback after that horrendous performance. That's not what we're saying. Right? I think Tommy DeVito did as about as good as he could under the circumstances because he didn't get a lot of help. 
right? He I agree. Cranked. How many drops in this game, too? Exactly. A lot of drops. The run game was non-existent. I mean, how many yards did Saquon have? 14? Whatever whatever it was, it was horrible uh, with the run game. And so it was basically all on him. He did it a little bit himself with his legs, mm-hmm. right? Some of those designs. Dude, runs. he was their leading rusher. I, look, so <laughs> I, I get why there is still excitement, but I'm, I, I still feel that... I don't know where his like where he's going. I don't know what the ceiling is. I'm not saying he's the franchise quarterback. I'm not saying he's a he's a he's a nobody either. I'm not saying he's just relegated to being a backup. I'm saying I, my questioners are still out there for him and where he can evolve to. But the most important thing that Tommy DeVito can do from my like point standpoint and evaluating him as as the Giants quarterback is how do you respond from a bad day? Yes. Right? And it's not one of those days yeah. where you're, you know, staring at the ceiling because you can't sleep because you made so many mistakes. Oh, I threw three interceptions. He didn't make that many mistakes. He didn't make that many mistakes at all. I agree. But he still had a bad day and the team lost. So how do you rebound from that? That's what's most important. And that's what I don't... T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. No, because we haven't seen that yet. What we didn't have yesterday, as much as people wanted, is the extreme. The extreme would be Tommy DeVito wins, he throws three touchdown passes, and the story gets to the next level. That's a good way to think about it. But we didn't have the other extreme either, where he threw three interceptions and looked overwhelmed. Like Mike White, and I'm sorry, I do compare it to Mike White, because I don't like comparing it to Jeremy Lin. I think the Lin Sanity thing is too much of a stretch. You have mm-hmm. to compare it to another situation that had some similarities. And yeah, certainly and it's like Mike White. Other, and it's, it's Mike F and White. That's right. Yeah, right. Lin Sanity was every other day. It was like, God, we got Lin Sanity. It's also okay. a different sport. Yeah. He left as a free agent. Like, it's a whole different thing. Mike White's story, as much as I didn't want to admit it was over, but it came crashing down either because of an injury or a pathetic performance. Two years ago, he got his ass handed to him by the Buffalo Bills to where there were reports he was basically asking out of the game. Mm. Like, it was bad <laughs> at the end for Mike White. So you got your extreme ending. You got it. You got the blood you wanted if you didn't like the storybook of Mike White. You didn't get that yesterday with Tommy DeVito. He didn't embarrass himself. He wasn't bad. You don't get to pound your chest and say, see, you guys overrated the guy. I'm more shy, Billy. He had a mediocre day, just like the rest of the team. 
Because honestly, the Giants from top to bottom, they weren't very good. Their defense, who we talked up last week, Mm -hmm. as much as we could, because we spent so much time talking about Tommy DeVito, their defense wasn't great. And I'll tell you the number one thing that they didn't do that they needed to do, force a turnover. Yeah. Because during the three-game winning streak, they had forced one, two, three, 12 turnovers in three weeks. And they were unable to do that yesterday. So it wasn't just Tommy DeVito. Now, with that said, let's all take a deep breath. <gasps> Sean Morash. About a week ago, you thought you had your guy. I mean, listen to that voice. That was you. <laughs> yeah, it was me. It's been a week. Are you jumping ship, or do you still feel confident in Tommy D? I still feel confident in Tommy D. I really do. In fact, yesterday also made me more confident in Daniel Jones than I previously was, what? too. Because yesterday represented so much, if you were a Daniel Jones believer, of what is broken about the Giants. Mm. And it sure as heck didn't look like the quarterback position. That was an offensive line that regressed to what we saw early in the year, where it wasn't about the quarterback holding on to the ball too long. Justin Pugh getting trucked over and giving the quarterback no chance to release the ball. And a quarterback that, frankly, I thought yesterday at times, did all he could to try to make up for being off-schedule with negative plays. How many bad, either full starts, holdings, everything did they have? Look at that pass he completes to Waller on third and a million yeah. that he ends up getting, you know, the Giants into a position to score. Of course, they take the sack and come back. Darius Slayton dropping passes all over the field. Again, it doesn't make DeVito Patrick Mahomes. It doesn't make any of that. Yesterday was a fundamental team loss top to bottom that resulted in six points. So, of course, we're going to look at the quarterback. But in reality, if you don't just read stats and you watch each drive on an individual basis, that wasn't a quarterback's fault. Just like it wasn't Daniel Jones' fault for a lot of early in the year as well. Yeah, but they I think this kid might be the answer. But, <laughs> but the quarterback yeah. still takes the brunt of it. Of course he does. He and by the way, brunt, because it's on the quarterback to manufacture success. Sure. And I'm thinking, this is just a, this is a fair evaluation of, of Tommy DeVito. Of course. We hyped him up to the point where we were we were in love with Italian food all over again, right? <laughs> not that you, if you lived oh, up here, I not never that you ever were. <laughs> we're not in love with it, but it's all we could do, right? Everybody wanted to have chicken cutlets and chicken parm and everything else Italian-related because of Tommy DeVito. Now, we probably still love it, but it just tastes a little bit different after a loss. And so, not that it's on Tommy, but it is on Tommy because Tommy's got to play better. And he knows it. Yes. Right? Dable knows it. Yes. The team knows it. But they got to be better around him as well. The New York Jets yesterday afternoon were detestable. That would be the word I would use to describe their performance. <laughs> I'm not surprised. And I think if you're a Jet fan, you made a choice. If you were surprised by what happened yesterday, you're either an idiot, which is on the table. I'm an idiot sometimes. Or you're naive. There was nothing yesterday that should surprise you. But Tiki, I'm curious. You've gotten to know me a lot over the last few weeks and months. I have. What do you think pissed me off the most about the New York Jets taking a giant number two all (laughs) over the field against the Miami Dolphins in Miami? I'm going to guess it was um, Makai Becton Hmm. forgetting how to block. Hmm. Uh, Joe Tittman and whoever the right guard was, right, forgetting that they they couldn't just stand in space and let – you know, defend, defensive linemen run around them. Um, maybe it was mm, Zach Wilson deciding he didn't want to play the second <laughs> half. Wow. Uh, he actually is in a concussion protocol. All right, I'm, so I'm, I'm joking, but there's a conspiracy around that. We'll get to that coming up too, by the way. I'm going to actually say it's because you saw your defense let go of the road. Interesting. Those are three great options. The offensive line was detestable. That's the word of the day. Mm-hmm. The defense did let go of the rope after being put in awful situations early. But what I'm really disgusted by 
is the word accountability. Mm. I don't think there's any of it with this franchise. And what Robert Sala and Joe Douglas and everyone on this staff is testing right now, they're testing the law of Rodgers. And what I mean by that is if Aaron Rodgers didn't exist, this would not be a sports talk radio debate. Right. Third year in a row, losing record. They'd all be gone. Right. Period. This would not be a hot take or a controversial opinion. It'd be done. And we'd all accept it. Well, yeah. The team no-showed a game against the Miami Dolphins. They're 5-9. and nine. They were supposed to be good. Blah, blah, blah. They're all fired. And right now, what Robert Sala and his staff is doing, it's not just Robert, it's his entire staff, and what Joe Douglas is doing, he's a part of it too, is they're testing the law of Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> they're testing the law of Woody Johnson simply saying, hey, everything that went wrong is the fault of an injury. And I'm here to tell you, and we all should know it, the New York Jets do not simply embarrass themselves every Sunday. They don't just simply stink because of an injury to Aaron Rodgers. That's a lie. That's a lie you tell yourself to make yourself feel better. If you think the New York Jets are 5-9 and nine and embarrassing themselves weekly because of an unfortunate injury on a Monday night against the Buffalo Bills, you're lying to yourself. Or you're letting this organization lie to you. Because right now in the NFL, there are bad offensive lines. And they don't embarrass themselves weekly. Right now in the NFL, there are one, two, four backup quarterbacks in playoff spots right now. Three of them are in the AFC. <laughs> I'm done with the excuses. And what Robert Sala needed to do after this game was he needed to pull a Will Hardy. Who's Will Hardy, you ask? Will Hardy is the head coach of the Utah Jazz. And I hate to use this example tonight because the Nets are playing the Jazz. But a few <laughs> weeks ago, Will Hardy tore his team apart after a game. You remember that? Yes. You guys remember that? Do we have the audio of Will Hardy? Will Hardy. Here he is. Go ahead, Will. Um, that, was a, uh, that was an absolutely horrendous performance from start to finish. Um, that was a masterpiece of dog Um <laughs> I really don't know how to describe that game. Will Hardy and his speech needed to come out of the mouth of Robert Sala because all I hear from this head coach after games is, well, you know, the offensive line, uh, you know, injuries, uh, you know this, oh, you know that. It's excuses. There's no accountability. So what am I angry about today? I wasn't angry during the game. Mm. Asked my dad. He came over. I laughed. I said, this is unbelievable. <laughs> we suck. <laughs> this is amazing. It's what I hear after games. And we'll explore this as the show goes on. It wasn't just Robert Sala. You heard players, and I respect their honesty, admit, hey, you know what? Maybe we're out coached. Hey, guys, maybe we're not going to be able to show up now that we're out of it. Mm -hmm. I heard that from players, and that's on the coach. That's on the GM. And right now they're testing the law of Rodgers. They're testing it. Because even a guy like me who thinks this head coach has no chance to have success in the NFL, I'm done. I've come to that conclusion a long time ago. He can't win around here. But even I say, well, you know what? If Aaron Rodgers wants him back, sure, bring him back. Even me would say bring everyone back at the behest of Aaron Rodgers. But this is so bad, so very bad, and so pathetic against a team you should give a rat's ass about beating. I shouldn't be the only one who's embarrassed or cares about losing to those frauds in Miami because they are frauds. Congratulations to the Dolphins, by the way. You did what you needed to do. Congratulations to the Dolphin fan out there. I don't mean to take shots at you. You are frauds. You know that. But you did what you had to do yesterday. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of this. 
And what I wonder about, T, because I don't know the answer, is this owner and is this quarterback who was on the sidelines yesterday going to watch enough of this master class and dog bleep to put their foot down and say, no, we can't run it back and just simply make excuses for why this team was terrible this well, year. Well, so one of the things that you said for, I don't know, at least a month was I need to see this Aaron Rodgers experiment. Like, I need to see it. And that's why you wanted him to play this year, mm-hmm. even if yeah. the New York Jets are out of playoff contention, which they are now officially out of fit, playoff attention, uh, uh, contention. They've been eliminated with a few other teams. I think there's six of them. There are three teams in the AFC that have been eliminated. Right. There's six total, three in the AFC. Yep. Two of them were already done before this weekend, uh, and the, the Jets were the, now added to the AFC list. So even even with that being the case, you were contending that you needed to see Aaron Rodgers play, even if they were out, because you needed to see Aaron Rodgers play with the New York Jets. Yeah. Right? You needed to see it. Yeah. So the question is now not what you as a fan or Joe Douglas or Robert Sala, Nate Hackett, or offensive line, whoever need to see with Aaron Rodgers. The question is if Aaron Rodgers wants to be a part of this sinking ship. That's the question. Because right now, is it salvageable? Maybe. But it's going to take a lot of bailing. A lot of bailing of water out of a big ship that's going down quickly. And Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be the only one to do it, right? If you bring him back, and let's say he plays two games at the end of the season, he's activated and maybe he doesn't play next week, but whatever, he's activated so he can play the last couple of games uh, next uh, at the end of the year. What's he going to do, right? What can he do to make this any better? And it's only one thing, and that's win and look really competent doing it. There's one other and- thing he could do, Tiki. See firsthand as a player that this coaching staff's got no shot. Exactly. And so if he does play these two games and he leaves it feeling disgusted, kind of like he was early in the season when he had the cut blocking going and that, you know, in in theory led to him tearing his Achilles, which I don't think was the case, but it is what it is. If he sees it and then he makes the decision, I can't be a part of this as it's currently shaped, then you'll see change. But if you don't, if he doesn't play – you're getting the Aaron Rodgers desired staff next year, which is Robert Sala and everything else included. If he doesn't uh, put himself in, in 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 the shoes, so to speak, of what Zach Wilson has gone through or Tim Boyle now that he's on the street or Trevor Simeon when he came in after at halftime when, when Zach Wilson sat it down, right? If, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't feel it real time, he just believes that he can fix it, mm. that he can be the cure. He can be the ultimate bucket that bails out the sinking ship. But if it, So to me, this is all about Aaron Rodgers. By the way, this whole season from jump has been about Aaron Rodgers. Yes. This whole offseason into the season, now through the season, has been about Aaron Rodgers. So until Aaron Rodgers makes a decision, and by the way, Jets, this is what you asked for. Yeah. Jets and Jet fans, this is what you asked for. You're damn we right. warned you from afar. Be careful what you wish for you with this guy. Be ca- no, we didn't warn you. Just <laughs> you made you us. aware of what the, the towel of Aaron Rodgers is all about. Yeah. This is what you asked for. You're damn and right. this is what you have right now. Yeah. So he's either going to save you or he's going to blow it all up for you. One way or another, it's all coming down to Aaron Rodgers. Period. All I know is if I'm Robert Sala and I'm Nate Hackett and I'm Joe Douglas, when you go to bed at night, you should pray at the altar of Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> because if Aaron Rodgers didn't exist, this wouldn't even be a topic. All three of you would be gone. We're live from the Town Fair Tire Studios, powered by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Jet calls, giant calls next. Plus, what did happen? With Zach Wilson yesterday. Mm -hmm. We may have to put some tinfoil hats on to really figure out 
what happened to Zach, why he didn't come back, and what really occurred in South Beach. Just your typical loser Monday on the fan. The Giants are losers. The Jets are losers. We're all losers. Other than that, I hope everybody's having a wonderful Monday. There was a lot of rain over the last 24 hours. I got the notice this morning, a text message at about 5.30 a.m. that said, hey, school for the kids delayed by two hours. And I'm thinking to myself, why? Because it rained? Yeah, we had it too. We had a two-hour delay. You had a two-hour delay too? Two-hour delay this morning. I think it was because of the buses and, like, Hydroplaning and the day, like some of our roads were flooded. Okay, in Jersey, right. like, our, our golf course, like the one that's right near our house, it's underwater, man. Oh, is it? All it's right. crazy. I I looked out the window. I didn't see any puddles. And then what really made me say, okay, maybe I get it, was I saw the tweet by Brandon Tierney that his car got stuck in a like a <laughs> hole of water. And yeah. then I was like, oh, okay, so maybe there is a lot of rain outside. I don't know. But good job by the school district. She didn't just take the easy way out and say, you know what? Screw it. Let's cancel the day. Yeah. The delay, all right, a little annoying, a little tough for us parents, but at least you brought those brats, I mean kids, into school. <laughs> and I respect that. Yeah, I, I, I slept late because I could because the, the kids were delayed. I get up, go outside. It's like 60 degrees. It's warm out, man. <laughs> it was so warm. I was like, what the hell is going on here? I know. That was like, the one positive about today. It was a nice warm day. It became sunny at one point where I, I was. I know. Same with me. I left with this light hoodie and I got to work. It was pouring. Like, what happened? <laughs> well, hopefully everybody got where they need to go safe or you were able to successfully have the excuse, like, I'm not coming to work today because there's a huge puddle in front of my house. I can't go. And I mean like a fake one, not the real one that poor Brandon had where he drove his car to like 10 feet of water or oh, whatever that happened. You got to go slow through those things. Also, how, slow. how about celebrate this? I mean, I'm sorry to anybody that lost a car like BT in the floods, but... At least we're not digging out of 17 feet of snow. That's, with a, great point. See, That's I, a great point. This is where I will uh, friendly disagree with you, Sean and Tiki. Why? I looked at this weather after I let it register in my head that we got a lot of rain, and I said, what a missed opportunity. What a missed opportunity. Oh, snow day? Yeah, kind of like the AFC um, is a missed opportunity for um, the Jets. If it's a little bit colder. You'd rather have a snow day? Yes. You'd rather have a foot and a half of snow? Yeah, he could stay home and do the show from home. It has nothing to do with going home. It has to do with the fact I love snow. And here's where you're wrong, sir. I've come in during snowstorms. I don't even mind driving in the snow. I don't either, but other people don't know how to drive, and it drives me insane. Yeah, but most of them get off the road. Yeah, See, that's the beauty. You can drive into work, and no one's there. Yeah, but not if it's unexpected. Like, this kind of wasn't unexpected. If you looked at the radar, you kind of knew it was coming. But still, it it was unexpected. It felt unexpected. It was unexpected. If it was snow, we'd be screwed. And it's too early for snow. Early? And, and also, are you shoveling? You got a buello doing that too uh, in your house. <laughs> we have a system. I shovel the stairs. He does the snowblower in the front of the house. Ooh. So we got a little system going on. Can't be. I love these guys. I say I love snow. One guy's telling me it's because I don't want to come to work, even though I'm a freaking Iron Man around here. Mm-hmm. And the other guy's saying I don't want to shovel. I do all that stuff. No I just like off. snow. No I'm, days off. No, no days off. If you have people at your house, now the snow doesn't melt forever. Yeah. You have no parking. It stays. always happens that way, by the way, yeah. when you have house guests. I'll yeah, tell you this. Leave. And the other thing is, like, as much as it disappointed me that school was delayed because of a rainstorm, it feels weak. If they had a snow day, I'd celebrate. I'd go out and play in the snow with the mm, boys. Good. Like, I think snow is amazing. So, unfortunately, today was a missed opportunity. But it was a typical Monday. The New York Giants lost. The New York Jets lost. And coming up in a few minutes, we try to discover what actually happened to Zach Wilson in Miami. Because his leave and then the explanations that were given is still in a cloud of mystery. Mm. But let's talk to you, the Giant and Jet fan out there. We will kick it off with Mike and West Caldwell. How are you, Mike? Hello, Mike. The Saints were bringing a ton. Yeah, I'm here. Saints were bringing a ton of heat yesterday. 
Yes. And, uh, you know, there were a couple times that Tommy had a lot of time. There was more than one time, and no one can get open, guys. Yeah. That's a major problem. He sat back there a couple times and said, oh, this is going to be a nice one. He just sits there, and no one's open. They can't. They got to focus their eyes on that as well. As much as getting them what else you're going to do with the line and quarterbacks, you got to get some playmakers, man. They got nothing. They're just so pedestrian. They also had drops. Like, there was one by Darius Slayton on the second drive of the game in which Tommy DeVito made an acceptable enough throw on a second and long that could have resulted in a first down and went off Darius Slayton's hands. And I and I hate to do this because Sean referred to this uh, a bit, that we tended to do this a lot with Daniel Jones, mm-hmm. where we'd make excuses for why a game didn't go well. And I think after a while, when you hear the excuses over and over again, you get tired of it, you're sick of hearing about it. This is the first time we've gotten the opportunity to say this with Tommy DeVito, but he was let down in a lot of ways by his teammates, whether it's receivers not getting open, whether it's not having enough time to throw, or it's drops. Because we did see drops in this game, especially in the first half. Yeah, they're drops, but I mean, ultimately, they'll happen every now and then, drops. But to me, it just felt like there was never momentum for this for this giant offense. It felt like they never got into a rhythm like they did against uh, the Green Bay Packers a week ago where things just felt foregone. Right? It's like, all right, whatever. We're going to get six yards on this play. Yeah, we're going to get five yards on this play. Oh, we're going to take a shot down uh, on this play. It felt very disjointed. I mean, the first quarter, like, flew by. It was so. It felt so fast when I was re-watching it. Obviously, I was calling a game. But when I was re-watching, I was like, man, this thing is over already? And so after a while... It just felt like the game started to slowly, like, inch away from them. It wasn't like it, it, the Saints just blew them out. Right. It just, it, they they couldn't get anything going. So it was just, like, like painfully pulling away from them. Yeah. And then the third and 16 completion, which I was referring to, to me, that was, that was the end of the game. I, That's I think, when it felt over to me. I think the first drive of this game, the opening drive of this game, even though the Giants put up points, which is a victory in its own right to go up 3 nothing when right. Randy Bullock hit that long, long field goal, I thought that was a missed opportunity because two things happened on that opening drive that they didn't fully capitalize on. Capitalized enough to get three points, but not seven. Number one, they're punting, and they get a running into the kicker call Mm -hmm. on what was a fourth and one. A reprieve. A reprieve. So immediately, instead of a week three and out, they get their new opportunity to score. And then Saquon Barkley, who as as badly as he played in this game, made one of the great catches, honestly, he's ever made in his career. Yeah. And that'll be forgotten about because he didn't have a really good game, but he made this incredible catch, kind of held the ball to his helmet a little bit, had a big 18-yard gain, and the Giants were set up with a first down from the Saints' 43-yard line. So when you look at running into the kicker, great catch by Saquon Barkley, it's all set up for the Giants to put together a drive that ends in seven, and then they just kind of stalled out and had to settle for the long field goal. They were really bailed out by Bullock and his big leg. But that opening drive in a lot of ways felt like a missed opportunity. No, it definitely did. Because you got to score points in this league, as we all know. It's cliche, but it's the reality. And how was that not pass interference on Darius Slayton uh, uh, to start the game, too? My God, these refs suck, too. <laughs> <laughs> the worst one. I, I almost th- feel like I, we can't complain about it every week. I mean, it's oh, every I know. Week. I know. And it's so much happening. Every week. But <laughs> off. The bat, the same stupid refs off the Tony play the week before with no pass interference. You, you know what? On the final drive of the first half, and I, I don't know if you guys are going to argue with me about this, but the unnecessary roughness call on the third and long 
where they hit on Daniel Bellinger. Yeah, where it was clearly helmet to helmet. It was not helmet to helmet. Bro, <laughs> no, open up your eyes because I've now rewatched this thing five times. It was not helmet he to helmet. He didn't lead with his helmet, but he leads with the crown of his helmet and he hits the face mask of Bellinger. At the same time he hits the shoulder, that is a helmet-to-helmet hit. Not only are you You're wrong. You're letting Jonathan Vilma brainwash it. Not only are you wrong, Watch I was going to say, but Jonathan Vilma disagrees with you. And I, Jonathan I never tells a lie. And that's how I knew I was right, because <laughs> Vilma didn't like the call. All right. Tiki Barber. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. He will go to his special video check. It. And he will look, and he'll break the tie between me and Sean, because it was a BS penalty that, A, the Giants were able to take advantage of, because they ended up kicking a field goal. They also converted on a fourth down a few plays later. Well, you know what I think this is? This this reminds me, even though it's a flat route on the sideline, this reminds me of hitting a defenseless receiver going across the middle. That's what it – so if I, if I was to take that Daniel Bellinger play and move it from, you know, the 32-yard line on the sideline and mm-hmm. stick it right in the middle of the field, right. Daniel Bellinger doing the exact same thing, just waiting for a pass, catching it and turning up field, getting drilled near his head by the other by the, the, the attacking defender's head. That's a penalty. You'd say it's a penalty if it's in the middle of the but field. But it wasn't on the middle of the field. I, but but it's the same thing. It's 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 adjudicated the same way. So you're calling it a penalty? It is absolutely a penalty. Oh, thank you. It's thank absolutely you. a penalty because he's leading with his head. I'm on he, your side, Ev. No, thank you, Louis. But he's absolutely leading with his head, as Tiki said. No, nah, I think it was a BS call. And then when Tommy DeVito took that massive hit where they threw the late flag and then Tommy had to come out yeah. in the concussion protocol, after looking at the replay, that turned out not to be a penalty. How? It was that Tommy, his head hit the ground very hard. Forget his so head. So it looked worse. He started his slide and then the defender launches him. It didn't that to me, that was another part. The broadcast missed the point of that. It wasn't about helmet to helmet. It was a quarterback gave himself up, went into a slide, and then gets but, pummeled. But they're only gonna call that if if it's Patrick Mahomes or Josh no, Allen. No, if <laughs> if there's contact with the head. Oh, I see games every week that no, gets cool. We, we had it in our game. So it, it happens all the time. Oh, who's and, playing? Jordan Love and Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Actually, yeah. The <laughs> only way it gets called is if you contact the head. It, so they'll look at it. And, and they it, didn't contact the head. The ground contacted right. his head. If the defender doesn't hit the head, they will not call that play, even if he's giving himself up. Because it looks worse than it actually it is. It definitely looked a lot worse when seeing the replay. Because at first I'm yeah. screaming, how the hell is that not way. a penalty? Because it looked so bad, and it looked bad enough where the spotter had to call down, and DeVito missed the rest of that drive and then was lucky to have enough time to come back to start the second half. Mo is calling from Brooklyn. Good morning, Mo. Good, guys. How are you? What's up, Mo? Beautiful. Uh, so, I'm, you know, I I want to talk about Robert Sala, Joe's texting buddy, even though yes. Douglas, has to, Douglas has to go, too, because he's had five years to build the O-line, and he hasn't built one. But Salah's allegedly a defensive genius, and allegedly they have a top-five defensive backfield. And if you know before the game that Tyreek Hill's out, you should, if you're a defensive genius, be able to take away Jalen Waddle the way Belichick has always taken away a number-one option. And we saw this earlier in the year with C.D. Lamb as well. If you're, if you're that great of a defensive mind, how do you not make sure that Jalen Waddle doesn't have maybe under 150 yards receiving in the game? So he ain't that good defensively either. Besides, for his offensive assistance, stink. Well, I mean, it's it's hard with the my, with the Dolphins, and I, I, look, I know what you're saying. You, you could take away one guy, just take away that the best player that's on the field. It, I I don't think you can practice for what the Dolphins do. You just can't. Well, you also can't overcome the fact that DJ Reed just got beat by right. Jalen Waddle. Got right. beat, and and they they play so fast. And you hear the the legend down in Miami is that they practice. 
exactly like you see them on Sundays. That's why when you get there on Sundays, you're just not used to it, and they're used to it, right? They just they they run routes full speed, and they know they're going to get a break. And they're going to come out for a couple plays, and somebody else going to come yeah. in. They're going to go back out there, and they're going to run full speed. So it's really hard to to be ready for that. And so I I just I almost just have to give credit to the Miami Dolphins and the way that they're coached. Well, and again, I I think they're partly frauds too. Yes, right, because they haven't really beaten anybody, but. At the same time, they're impressive to watch. Dude, I can't wait for Cowboys-Dolphins. You talk about Battle of the Frauds. I mean, that is a fraud central game. I can't wait. This is going to sound like a defense of the Jet defense, but just hear me out on this. I know that DJ Reed called him the 85 Bears, okay? Mm -hmm. I was annoyed when he did it. You can Mm -hmm. go back to the tape of early days, Evan and Tiki. I did not like DJ Reed calling the Jets the 85 Bears. For the sake of this conversation, put that away, okay? There's a bias that we all have. That DJ Reed had the audacity to compare this defense to the 85 Bears, put that away for the sake of this discussion. They are not the 85 Bears. We knew they weren't the 85 Bears. Do they have flashes where they look like the 85 Bears? Sure. They're not the 85 Bears. Now let's put that away. This defense is the only reason the New York Jets have been competitive in 2023. The only reason. The only reason. Mm -hmm. They're the only reason they beat the Philadelphia Eagles the day they did. Only reason. They're the only reason they won week one after Aaron Rodgers went down. Only reason. They're the only reason why they were incompetitive or competitive in a lot of the games they played this year. The only reason. So to call this defense frauds or stinks or anything like that, that's not fair. If you're comparing them to the 85 Bears, sure, they're not the 85 Bears. But here's my overall point. The New York Jet defense all season long has had to bail out the most pathetic offense this sport has ever seen. That is not hyperbole. That's backed up by stats. This is the worst offense this sport has ever seen. Okay? Whether it's third down, whether it's red zone percentage, whether it's just putting the ball in the end zone, this is he, as in the worst. And this defense, week after week after week, has had to overcome that. Now, let's go to Sunday. They take on the Miami Dolphins, and on the opening drive, they get off the field. That's the bottom line. It wasn't mm-hmm. a three and out, but they got off the field. Give the ball back to the Jet offense. Great. 0-0 early in the game. Let's go. And three plays in, Zach Wilson, not all his fault because the offensive line is atrocious, puts the ball on the ground. <laughs> and the Dolphins have their second drive begin not at the Jet 10, not at the Jet 20, not at the Jet 15, at their bleeping one-yard line. Yeah. One-yard line. Actually, not Zach's fault at all, to be perfectly honest. Well, he lost the ball. I yeah, put a little did. bit on him. He should have just taken the sack. Yeah. But when you go watch this play, it's just, it's, it's, it is horrendous. Horrendous, and I'm with you. I don't want to put this all on Zach. But now you ask this Jet defense against Raheem Mostert, who's gotten in the end zone more times than the entire Jet team has. Again, not misreading that. That's reality. They stop him on first down. They stop him on second down. And all of a sudden, the New York Jet defense has a chance to pull off a miracle and get off the field after the offense ineptly hands the Dolphins the greatest field position mathematically possible. And they let go. And Mostert scores a touchdown, and they're down 7 nothing. And what happens after that? The Jet offense runs a fake, or special teams, runs a fake punt hmm. on fourth and short in which Ashton Davis gets stopped. In negative territory, by and, the way. Yes. So now the Dolphins begin their next possession at the Jet 40. 
And yeah, the Jet defense doesn't force a three and out immediately. You want to say they they suck because of that? Okay. But they get off the field. And they hold the Dolphins to a 40-yard field goal, which they make. They're down 10 nothing. And if we're all being honest with ourselves, and we're taking away the DJ Reed 85 Bear comment, we're just literally looking at what happened on the football field. Who in their right mind would put being down 10 nothing on the Jet defense? Who would do that? Unless you want to be dishonest. Yeah. I guess you can. No, you can't. It's on you the can't. offense. This whole season's been on the offense. <laughs> Everything that is sucked about football has been on this offense. Now, what happened after that? Did they let go of the rope? Absolutely. And if that's what you want to complain about today, I'm with you. They gave up. We saw the Jet defense let go. And a part of me said, who could blame them? Mm-hmm. Who could bleeping blame them when on the second possession against the Miami Dolphins, they're told, hey, go stop them. First and goal from the one-yard line. Good luck. That's how the Jet defense started. Yeah, and then so when you can put, when you marry that with what happened offensively, this is why. So this is something we've been, I think, waiting for for a while now. Right? We've been waiting for the lack of offensive activity, uh, competency, to catch up on game day mm. to how the defense plays. Like, we haven't seen it happen yet because they just keep grinding and pounding and doing what they do. But you talked about the defensive sequence that the Jets had. The offensive sequences for the Jets were four plays and a fumble. Mm-hmm. You had the the, the the seven plays, and then they go for it on fourth down, <laughs> and they turn it over in negative territory, giving a short field, in theory, to the Miami Dolphins. They held them to a field goal. Great. Whew, it's only 10 nothing. Jets get the ball back. Three and out. Right? Yeah. Right? Oh, God, we got to do it again. What do they do? They hold the Miami Dolphins to a three and out. Yes. All right, we got it done. All right, we're good to go. What happens to the next drive for the Jets? Three and out. Three and out. And then a, that's that was the breaking point. Yes. You felt it. Yes. that was when you had the 60-yard touchdown. One play, 60-yard touchdown. Yes, DJ Reed gets beat. It is what it is. They have some good players on that team. Sorry. I know they're, they're, they, they don't beat the best teams in the NFL, but they beat the teams they're supposed to. And the Jets... Just let go of the rope that, at that point. You but, felt it. Yeah, it was 100%. the first time in game where you really felt that this team defensively had just had enough with what the and, offensive ineptitude. And, and that's why, yeah, if you want to talk about them letting go of the rope and saying that's unacceptable, that's fine. I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about DJ Reed getting beat by Jalen Waddle after he called him the 85 Bears? It's all fair game. But let's not lose sight. On the fact that this offense is so bad, it broke a really good defense. And I'm not talking about an opponent's defense. I'm talking about their teammates' defense. That's how broken this offense is. And we have seen bad offenses. Adam Gase was the head coach of this team for multiple years. This is the most broken offense I think any of us have laid our eyes on. And that leads us to what happened with the quarterback. (laughs) Did Zach Wilson decide... I can't play football anymore. This team is so freaking bad. We're going to discuss it coming up next, plus plenty more of your phone calls on the Giants and Jets. Giant fans, Jet fans, it's a typical Monday, a loser Monday. Plus, the great Joe Beningo will join us in his weekly spot coming up at 4. Oh, Yeah, real quickly before we uh, get to Zach at the top of the hour, after a long weekend of rumors, the Mets have added to their pitching staff with a trade. Oh, great. It's going to be something underwhelming, so just get it out of the way. Johan Ramirez has oh, been acquired. He's got a good slider. 
Good slider. He pitched to a 9 ERA in five games with the White Sox last year, and he's coming to the Mets for cash, baby. So another big, big offseason move for Stevie Cohen. That's right. Steve took the wallet out and said, I'm buying another pitcher, Johan Ramirez. Our transportation, water, and energy infrastructure is critical, but did you know that those projects are built by the local 825 operating engineers and their contractors? They even built MetLife Stadium. Stadium. And the stadium before that. I won't refer to that ever, by the way. I have given up on that. It's like the clays. It's done. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.